All right, here we go. My name is Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 276 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. back broadcasting once again from deep deep underneath a nondescript home in suburban pennsylvania thank you guys for tuning in thanks for listening thanks for downloading streaming ever how you do it whatever method you choose it makes no never mind to me i'm just happy you're listening you know what i'm saying uh it's been a while it's been a week uh zip went on vacation he went to uh some beach down there in uh, i think it was alabama i think that's where it was i think he went to a beach in alabama that's how you pronounce that right and um he he said i prefer not to take my laptop i said all right i, I perfectly understand i mean i don't expect you to be doing editing while you're on on, on a vacation you know so he said, "Well, you can do two in advance, and you can, you know, like have them have them stacked." You know, I said, "No, nah, I think I'm just going to take the week off. I think I'm going to take the same week off you take. I need a reset, right?" So that's what we did. Uh, my friend Eugene from the Wheeler's Dog podcast offered to uh, offered to uh, edit those two, you know, two episodes while uh, Zip was gone, but I just decided to just to. Uh, you know, just uh, have the have the bunker go dark for a week. <laughs> so I appreciate Eugene. Appreciate that Eugene. I, I do, and um, and um, I'm, I'm I'm glad to be back. And I hope uh, I haven't talked to Zip, but I hope he had a great time, and all that. So we're back. We're we're back in the saddle here. I have a few things jotted down here. Um, I wanted to talk about first before we get to all that though. Um, I have a couple of random notes. Um, Couple, couple days this week, I've noticed along Interstate 81, there's a giant, just on the side of the road, a giant Christmas wreath laying there. It's still, it was there yesterday. It's probably still there, and it has like silver bells on it. It's like a big giant wreath, just on the side of the road with with bells on it. It's got uh, tinsel and whatnot, you know. Like this is uh, almost July. We're almost in July. Where in the hell did this? Where's this? Where's this stuff come from? Is someone moving or something? Is that what happens? And they have all their shit in the back of a truck, and, and the stuff's just loose in the back of a truck. And a Christmas wreath comes sailing off in June, late June, still laying up there. I mean, not that long ago, there was a house here in our neighborhood. Just right down the street from us, and this is probably in May, I would say, in May. Uh, definitely May. It wasn't April. But in May, somebody had their Christmas tree laying out, like a real Christmas tree. Not, you know, and it had tinsel all over it, just like that wreath did. Just laying out on the side of the street in May. What the hell's that? I used to have, uh, when I lived in Atlanta... When I lived in that apartment by myself, moved down there with uh, my girlfriend at the time, and then uh, we broke up. And I was in that I was in that apartment by myself for uh, I don't know I don't know how long, 
a year, two years, who knows? Time is just, you know, it comes and goes, and I have no idea. So I got work when somebody says, how long's uh, so-and-so been here? It's like, I don't know, somewhere between six months and five years. I mean, some I'd, I mean, I, I'm I'm 75% sure it falls within that range. You know, I have no idea. But anyway, I was living in there by myself for a while, and I had a Christmas tree. I don't know. I can't believe that I bought a Christmas tree, like a real Christmas tree. I can't believe I did that. I must have got whipped up into some kind of Christmas spirit. Where did I get, where, where did I have, uh, did, I, do, did I go out and buy, like, decorations for this thing? I guess. Now that I think back on it, it seems insane. I mean, I can't imagine me spending money at that point in my life on a Christmas tree and the bulbs and all that shit, the lights. I can't believe, I can't, but anyway, I guess I did. And I never, I was lazy. I mean, I was like, I mean, I was a, I was a shambles in those days. This is between uh, Sharon and Tony in that era. This is the era when I was like, uh, I've talked about it, the dark, dark period of my life, <laughs> you know. But um, anyway, so I had this tree, and that thing sat up. I bet it was May, June, maybe July. I don't know. That thing was so dry. All it would take was like somebody just saying the word fire, and it would go <laughs> probably just burst into flames. I mean, if you if you walk past that thing, you wouldn't even have to brush up against it. Just the the the, the wind off your uh, from your passing, you know. You just hear all these needles just going like raining down, you know. And I finally took that thing downstairs and threw it out in the trash. That thing had no needles on it. It was just. I mean, it was just like sticks, you know, it's like brittle and dry. But, you know, we live in a neighborhood with adults, you know, where adult people live, where families and, and whatnot. And they just put their tree out in May, I think. I think it was May. It was real late. That's insane. Where's this wreath this along the interstate? Where the hell? Anyway, I find that to be bizarre. The stuff you see along the interstate. Um... Also, the other day I got in the mail the 1960 World Series Game 7 on DVD. That thing, that's right, DVD. What the? What am I, like uh, a hick or maybe like uh, Snoop Dogg? <laughs> I don't know. I got this DVD, and uh, it was uh, Game 7 of the 1960 World Series, a famous, one of the most famous games, iconic it's when it was the Pittsburgh Pirates versus the New York Yankees, the one where Bill Bill Mazeroski like uh, crushes a walk off home run. You know, it's like one of the most dramatic moments in uh, baseball history. And that thing, uh, it was long believed to be lost. The the TV broadcast of that game, I mean, it was uh, considered. I mean, the radio broadcast existed. But there was no, there was very little. I mean, there was no uh, complete game uh, that existed in this world. Or at least that's what everybody believed, right? Uh, and then fast forward to just a few years ago, not that long ago, somebody was going through Bing Crosby. That's right, Bing Crosby's personal uh, personal items, stuff that he had stored away, I guess. And in there was film. He had somebody film the night that game, that seventh game of the 1960 World Series. Where the way they did it is they just filmed the TV screen, <laughs> right? 
That's the way they used to do that crap back in those days. And, um, they called it kinescope or something, where they would just literally just have a camera facing a TV screen, and they would film the thing. Because he was he was like uh, unavailable. He was not going to be able to watch the game. He was a big baseball fan, fan I guess. I think he might have actually been involved in the ownership group of the Pirates. And he... Uh, he had somebody film that for him because he was gonna he was not gonna be able to watch it live. So then, and then it's just forgotten. It's just mixed in with all his effects, you know, all the stuff that he had. Bing Crosby, we're talking about Bing Crosby. This is the he's he's the connection to all this. <laughs> I find this to be bizarre. And um, so then it was discovered just a few years ago. It's like almost like the Holy Grail. One of you know, I mean, not the Holy Grail, but one of the missing. I mean, just a complete baseball treasure, baseball history, you know. So I bought that thing. I'm Major League Baseball. They turned it over to Major League Baseball, or Major League Baseball said, "Hey, I don't remember how that happened, but somehow Major League Baseball took took ownership of that shit straight away, straight away." And it was uh, they released it as a DVD. And the only thing they did, I believe, I haven't watched it yet, but I've read reviews, is they took all the commercials out of it. Why? Why would you do that? That adds to it, man. That's fun. I like all the commercials. Why would you edit out all the commercials? It should be unedited from beginning to end. But it's the whole game, and it's um, you know, I bought that thing off of Amazon. And I finally got that the other day. Excited. I'll be watching that in the winter. I'll watch that in the winter when there's no baseball. You know, I'll fire that baby up. You know, it's got you can listen to the TV broadcast, you know, the original TV broadcast, or you can choose another option where you can watch the game and listen to the radio broadcast. So there's two different, you know, there's two different sets of announcers on there. That's cool. I love that kind of stuff. And um, before we get into the main topics, I uh, well, I got a couple other things. Daily, to, so I was, yesterday I went to McDonald's when I was at work. There's this, there's this shabby McDonald's out there. I mean, they they went in and did some. Uh, refreshing of the place you know they did some uh aesthetics you know i mean they, they freshened it up but that place is a shit house i mean it's, it it has the reputation of being at least the people in that area around you know people i work with and stuff as perhaps the worst mcdonald's in the world <laughs> I don't want to get into hyperbole here i don't you know i don't but that's that's the reputation you know, at a, at my place of work is that place. That is the worst McDonald's in the world. The worst, the worst run, poorly managed. Uh, the The employees are surly, or uh, or uninterested, or disengaged. The food, I guess, is fine. I don't know. I never had any problem with the food itself. It's just McDonald's, you know. But it's a suck. It sucks. It's terrible. You go through that drive-through. It's like a disaster. It takes forever to get through there. You go inside, and it's awful. You know, and it's like, like what the? Why in the hell? Who runs this place? How is this allowed? You know, and again and again. Every time I go there, which I don't go over there very often, because it sucks. You know, and every time I go there, it makes me mad. So, but the other day, you know, I, I was like, I got to do something fast. I got to get in. So I decided to go there, you know, and um, I went, I decided to go inside, which I have not done in years. I always go through the drive-thru if I go there at all. 
If I go there at all, I, I go through the drive-through and then I go park somewhere and eat it. <laughs> you know, but this time I decided I'd go inside and and eat in in there in the in the you know in the, in the dining in the dining room. All right, so I go up and um, there's some woman at the cash. There's one cashier. And there's some woman in there, oh, my God, going on and on and on, like she's never been to a McDonald's before. You know how it goes. Like, what comes on that? It's a freaking Big Mac, sister. I mean, they. what do you mean? Do you not know what comes on a Big Mac? How? Do you not live in this world? Like, what the hell? So she's, like, negotiating, and, like, she acts like she's at the, at the Ritz-Carlton or something. Oh my God, just order your stupid slop and step aside. Order your garbage, order a bag of garbage and take two steps to the left. All right? That's the way it works. God. Now they have these kiosks in there. Thing says, for faster service, go to one of our kiosks. That's what the sign says. Because you're not going to get fast service here. No way. So I went over to one of those things and I ordered what I wanted. And they have this new burger called uh, the Daily Double, which is actually pretty good. It's basically a double cheeseburger, but it has lettuce, tomato, onions, and uh, mayo. That's what it has. Not a big fan of the mayo, but I roll with it sometimes. I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not a fanatic. I mean, if I have... Uh, anyway, I ordered it. I didn't have I didn't have them hold the mayo or anything. I just ordered two Daily Doubles. They cost three bucks each. They're kind of small, but they're double burgers. They're good. And a and a, a medium fry and a medium Dr Pepper. That's what I ordered from the kiosk. Thing says choose a number. There no it says go over to the counter and you know those things that you put on the table. You know where they can bring it out to you. So it was number thirty. I went over there and grabbed one. It said number thirty. I put that in. Thing says take take it to your table. Yeah, I paid and everything. Thing says take it to your table and, and an associate will bring you your food momentarily. Right. So I went over there and I sat down and um you know and I was waiting and waiting it sounded like chaos in there and then finally I heard somebody going um a two daily double two daily double a two daily double <laughs> you know it just kept getting more and more hysterical and it was shrieking to the point where it was like two daily double Shrieking. I mean, shrieking. I was like, "Is this me?" I mean, I thought I have I, I have this little this little uh, license plate thing, this little TP <laughs> that I put on my. Um, I thought that, that I thought that indicated that they were going to bring it out. I don't know. So I went up there, and she's like, hands me the sack. She doesn't say a word to me. She's surly and she's angry. She's full of rage, you know. And um, I'm like. Uh, no, so there's no soda. She just gave me no no cup. Of course, you have to make you have to get your own. You know, it's, it's a wonder you don't go back there and cook your own your own burgers. I mean, so but she walked away. She, I was like, hey. I'm like, uh. so she she just turned turned around. She had a shitty look on her face, like she wanted to kill somebody. Starting with me, number one on her list was me, but it was a long list. You know what I mean? So I'm standing there, like, I don't I need a, you know, I paid for a drink, and I want it. So uh, there's a whole bunch of people back there. All of them look like they're, I don't know, 15 years of age, and none of them are doing jack shit. Well, you know, there's like two or three working, and, and like, uh, I don't know, 12 not doing jack. 
and none of them would, none of them would come over here, come over to where I was at. Uh, nobody, nobody would make eye contact. I mean, they they don't want to do anything, you know. They don't want to engage with anybody. Poorly, I mean, the place is poorly run. And finally, that that woman who was yelling daily double, she goes, "What do you need?" I said, "I paid for a drink, and I didn't get a cup." So she just hands me one. She just, like, storms away. Oh, my God. So then I went over there and sat down, and um, and I had the thing. And, was, I mean, the food was fine. There's nothing. I've never had any issue with the food. It's just that place sucks. It's unbelievable. It's um, uh, I mean, I don't want to. Whatever. <laughs> I don't want to be just on here bitching about everything. But, God, unbelievable. That place sucks. It's the worst McDonald's in America. Possibly the world. All right. Um, Tony went to see her sister, her insane sister, <laughs> and, um, a couple weeks ago, went down there and stayed with her for a week or so. And I used to write, back when the, back when the Surf Report website was kicking and it, it was uh, running on all cylinders, I used to write about her and all that stuff. And it was it a was, it was fan favorite. Everybody loved I, I call her Nancy. That's not really her name, but... Uh, Whenever there was a Nancy story, everybody got to say. So she, uh, you know, I could tell you some stuff. You know, I could tell you some stuff that Tony told me from this trip. But the thing about Nancy is, uh, through the years, it feels like the whole world has gone Nancy. You know? If you bring up a Nancy story now, it doesn't even seem that outrageous anymore. It's like, oh, well, what, what, you have a problem with that? Yeah. I mean, what, what what's wrong with that? You know? Everything's like everything's like. Uh, I feel like we're all Nancy now. We're all Nancy now. All right. So here's some stories. These would have gone over great in the old days. I, I feel like they'll be like. So, what does that matter? I mean, is it, she just cares about things? You know. Okay. So here's some things that I would have written about in the old days on the on the Surf Report website. Um, so she, the whole family. Well, I guess. There was only two of them. Her and Nostrils were, you know, there when when Tony was down there, and um, that's her husband, Nostradamus. <laughs> he uh, he uh, when they when they would leave the room, you know how if you go into the bathroom, you you flip the light on, you, you do whatever you do in there, and then when you're leaving, you flip the light off. Well, they do that with every room. Like if they if if one of them's in the living room, like you know if. If they're in the living room and they have to go into the kitchen for a second to grab, I don't know, wheat grass or whatever, you know, some kind of soy milk or whatever, you know, get a tumbler of soy. They turn the light up. They turn all the lights off in the living room to go into the kitchen, turn the light on there, get get a get a beverage of something, either like uh, you know some kind of you know like wheat grass or straight liquor you know those are it seems like those are the two so and then they, and then they, they when they leave the kitchen they turn the light off in the kitchen and then go back in the living room and turn the lights back on there <laughs> you know what i mean so if they leave the whatever room they're in just for a, just for 30 seconds they turn the lights off I mean, this is this is so all right so that would have been, you know, that people would have been, <laughs> that's hilarious. Back in the day, now it's like, so? You know, the whole world shifted to Nancy. Everybody, 
Nancy is uh, just normal now. And another thing, they went to Coles. They went to Coles because she's always complaining. There's no, you know, I don't know where to buy clothing. You know, she buys it from like used, like uh, I don't know. You know, she goes to these used clothing stores all the time. Tony says, "Why don't you go to Coles?" She says, "There's all kinds of deals." If you play your cards right, you can get great deals on brand new clothes. So they went there. Uh, she dragged, dragged old Nancy over to Coles, and she said that she was having almost having a panic attack in there because the uh, the Nancy, I mean, she was having a panic attack in Coles because the selection was so large it was an overload on her. She she was having a hard time handling it. She was uh, she was worried and concerned and obsessed with where do these clothes come from and who makes them, you know, what kind of a sweatshop situation. So she's like, Tony's like, why don't you just buy, can't you just go somewhere and buy a shirt or something, buy some shirts or something? Why do you have to analyze everything? All right, there you go. You go into a, you go into Kohl's, you can't even focus on what you're trying to do. You can't buy a pair of pants you're worrying about who who made this pair of pants? Where did it come from? Where's its origin story? In back in the day, that would have been everybody have been. I love these Nancy stories. Now it's like, so I mean, she cares. She has empathy, you know. So I don't know the Nancy, the whole Nancy thing. Um, I don't even write about her anymore. So I have a couple other things. What do you think? Oh, she's complaining about how she always wants to sit outside, like whatever, whatever they have a. Uh, Somebody just come in the door. Sound like somebody just came through the front door. <sighs> anyway, um, whenever they anyway they like to she wants to sit outside. Instead, it was like a hundred degrees, hundred percent humidity. They're always eating every one of their meals out on some kind of outdoor uh, patio. And there's like sweat, sweat just dripping straight off the tip of your nose right into your uh, dinner. You know, she was bitching about that. But anyway, so the Nancy stories. I've moved away from them because it feels like the whole world is Nancy. We're all Nancy now, right? So I don't, I don't tell those stories anymore. <sighs> Gave you a couple of little glimpses into that. And finally, um, there's this podcast that I love. It's one of my favorites, although I haven't listened to every episode. And I think I'm going to go back and start from episode one and just listen to every episode. It's called Reply All. Are you familiar with this? The thing ended... I listened to the final episode last night, and it's the, um, they pulled the plug on it. I don't know why. It, it was never explained, but um, there were these two guys, and they had a podcast called TLDR, which on the internet stands for Too Long, Didn't Read, right? And uh, it, was a, it was a podcast these two guys did about... Uh, um, uh, technology. Well, I think that one was about internet, the internet specifically. And it was really good. These guys are like great storytellers. It's not just like two nerds sitting around talking about the new iPhone. It's like they, it's like a investigative thing where they, it's like a documentary almost. They have these really interesting stories that, um, that they investigate and it's, oh, it's kick ass. So then somehow, I can't. I don't know the whole backstory on it. They they moved over to this place called Gimlet Media, which is a podcast uh, a podcast network, and started a new podcast called Reply All. And it was um, 
it was similar. It was a um, it was about technology, so a, kind of a bigger scope, but similar, very similar. And the thing was great. I mean, I mean, I, it sounds like when I explain it, you have it in your head. It's 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 a bunch of IT guys sitting around talking. It's not that. It's a, it's like a it's it's. It's like a documentary. Every episode is like a documentary almost, you know. Very good. Well done. Awesome. And um and then somewhere at somewhere in I think 2020, I think that's where it was. One of the hosts, one of the co-hosts got I don't know if he got fired or if he left on his own under pressure. I I I don't I'm not clear on it. But there was some controversy where he was like a bully. He was accused of being a bully, and he was creating a toxic work environment. So he got shit canned out of there, you know. So it was these two guys, and one of them was gone, left in disgrace, you know. And then the other guy continued on, and they got this other. They brought in somebody else to be the co-host. It was this British guy. He was all right, but I don't know. Felt like some of the magic was gone at that point. And I don't know what's going on, but they it feels like those guys don't like each other. I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but because it feels like they were just, like they were never together or they were hardly ever together. It was just like, it feels like uh, one of them would uh, record their part and the other would record their part separately, you know. But the thing was never the same, in my opinion. That thing was fantastic. That show was great at its height. In fact, when I, I was listening to that last night, the last episode wasn't all that great, to tell you the truth. They just went out and just did a normal episode, and it wasn't it wasn't even that good, you know. So I don't know. It was kind of like uh, it just went out with a whimper, I guess. But when I was thinking about like all the podcasts I've listened to in my life, so, I don't know some of the best episodes I've ever heard of any podcasts in my life, and I, I'm not a complete expert, but I've listened to a lot. A lot of them are from that show. A lot of them were from that Reply All show. There were some that blew my blew my mind. One of them was this guy had this song in his head. He had this song. He remembered this song. He said he, it was on the radio. It was on the radio back in, I don't know, the 80s, I think. And he can find no he says he says nobody remembers it nobody he knows remembers it he tries to explain it to people this is one of the episodes and um he tries to explain it to people nobody knows what he's talking about he can find no reference on the internet to this song he remembers like details he said it was on the radio all the time it was a hit and he can find no nobody knows about it he can find nobody that even remembers it so these guys from this reply all, they try to get to the bottom of this shit. It's fascinating. It's like unbelievable. It's like one of the best. I mean, and they do solve the mystery at the end. It's oh my god, the, the whole the whole the whole episode is like a master class in podcasting. It's like the best. And then there was another one also blew my mind. It was a two parter where. This uh, one of these telephone scammers calls one of the one of the two guys, and he's clearly from India, you know, or, or something something similar. He sounds Indian, and um, this guy, they decide they're gonna figure out what the hell, what is this, what is this all about? You know, it's a two part episode 
where they do a they do a deep investigation in that they want to find this particular guy and they want to get his story. They want to find out what the hell's going on. You know, he, this guy calls, he's trying to scam him out of out of money. You know, so they do this big investigation. It's unbelievable. It's like it's like super. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, edgier seat type stuff. Um, because you don't know what's going to happen. It's unbelievable. It's a great story. It's a two part. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but they end up going to India. <laughs> they fly over to they fly to India, and they actually talk to the guy. They confront the guy, and the thing's suspenseful. I mean, these are not nice people. These are these guys are criminals, basically like uh, like mobs. They're like mobsters. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. There's tension. It's fantastic. So this guy gets a phone call at the beginning from some scammer in India, and it's like a two-hour thing where they you know across two episodes where they they end up in India confronting the guy you know face to face. Oh my god. And there's like all kinds of lying going on. There's people impersonating people. There's twists and turns. It's unbelievable. It's like one of the best things I've ever heard. It's great. And then there's there's I mean there's this other one where this uh, you know there's a for some reason these government uh, like flyers or whatever like uh, or or TV commercials you know these government things call if you want more information call and they give you a telephone number and it ends up being a sex line this happens over and over and over again i guess and um it's and they try to figure out why what how is this happening how could a US government uh, informational telephone number and it's not always the same number it's always a different number end up calling this uh, the same sex line. <sighs> stuff like this. So it's loosely, and they investigate this stuff, and they get to the bottom of it. There's a whole bunch of episodes that are just mind-blowing. It's so well done. It is awesome. It's one of my favorite podcasts of all time. It finally came to an end. I think it kind of ended when they when that guy left, the original. But the, the original guy has another podcast I just learned about called uh, Crypto Island, I think. It's about the the world of you know cryptocurrency, and it's but it's uh, what I read. I haven't heard any of them. Is um, it's similar? It's like um, he does investigations and stuff. I'm definitely going to check that out. But anyway, I, I, I was just thinking about that because that was that was a great podcast. It's it's ended, and um, I think I'm going to start at episode one and listen to all of them. You know, because there's not going to be any more of them. So anyway, I don't know if you're aware of that or, or familiar with that podcast, Reply All. I've loved it. That's one of my favorites. And when I was thinking about the, the greatest podcast episodes I've ever heard, uh, those come, the ones I just told you about, and I have others written down, but I don't want to go on and on. But um, there's also uh, This American Life. You familiar with this? There is two episodes of that that, that uh, I always think about. One of them was... It was about this. Uh, it was about this uh, tornado that hit this town in I don't know if it was Kansas or Iowa, one of those, you know, one of the in Tornado Alley out there. And it's um, it's a it's a prom, it's prom night, right? 
and it's in this small town, you know, and everybody's, I mean, they've been through this a thousand times. You know, tornado warnings, tornado watches. I mean, that's just a, a way of life. They're, 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 they just don't even, you know, they don't even think about it. It's no big deal. So this this episode is about this this group of kids, these high school kids, going to their prom, and there's a tornado uh, warning or tornado watch that night. Nobody, everybody just disregards it, right? But there's all this. It's, this is in the 90s, I think. But they have like camcorders and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff being recorded. So there's a lot of audio from this, uh, you know, from all these people going to the prom. And so they get they get sent. I guess they get sent down in the basement to the, wherever they're at. And they're all yucking it up and laughing and you know, making fun of the whole thing because they you know they're they're jaded. Been through this a million times. It's like when I was out in California one time at a meeting, and um, the whole we were in a meeting in a hotel, this hotel meeting room, and the place starts shaking. You know, there's a chandelier hanging over the big table in the middle of the room, and it's like clanking. The whole place is shaking. There's like an earthquake, right? So everybody that's from out of town, including me, we're all like, "What the?" You know. We're about ready to, our bowels are about ready to release, you know. And we're like, oh, my God. And then we all go out, and everybody's in the middle, like in the hallway where there's no glass and all this stuff. And then I look back, and all the guys from California are over there, like, eating strawberries off the snack table and all this stuff. They're like, do-dee-do-dee-do, you know, like they don't have a care in the world. But anyway, so these kids, this, this whole story about this night, and they go down. They get down. They're down in the in the basement, you know, because you know, the tornado thing is real. And they're yucking it up, laughing. They're a bunch of kids, smart asses, you know, all kinds of shit going on. The whole town gets wiped out. Like some of their parents get killed, siblings, you know. And it's gut wrenching, man. That is like that is like unbelievable. That is that is a crazy. That is a crazy episode. There's another episode about coincidences. On This American Life, I need to go back and listen to that again. But that thing blows my mind. You know, it's like this guy was uh, at a beach, you know, when he was a little kid. You know, he's like a little kid. He, he He's at a beach many, you know, hundreds of miles away from where he grew up. And in, in the there's pictures from that day. And in the background is, I don't know, his wife or something, like his future wife who's from a completely different part of the country, you know, and they're like little kids, you know, this kind of stuff. It's all, the whole, the whole episode's about coincidences, like that that kind of thing. That thing's mind-blowing, too. It's great. And another one, the last one I'll mention, when I think about great episodes of podcasts, I've, I've probably listened to 500, 700 episodes of uh, Mark Maron's podcast, I've listened to I used I used to listen to every episode for years and years. It didn't matter who the guest was. He interviews somebody. Comes out every Monday, every Thursday. He interviews somebody, and that's you know, and that's the episode. And um, it, it, now I listen to it if I'm interested in the person he interviews. Back in the day, I used to listen to every episode, regardless of who was on there. So I've listened. To, I literally have listened to. I would guess 700 episodes of this thing. And the one that always sticks out in my mind, there's many, of course, is Huey Lewis. <sighs> I mean, his story was crazy, 
when he was interviewing Huey Lewis, and I, I, it's like, well, I, th- I think about it all the time. I think about that episode all the time. His dad, I don't want to go into the detail. His dad was a doctor, I think. It's been many years since I heard it, but I, I think about this episode all the time. His dad told him, I will send you to college. This is after he graduated high school. Anywhere you want to go, where anywhere you can get into, I will pay it, and you don't have to worry about that. However, before you go to college, I want you to live in Europe. I'm going to get. I want you to go over there with no money in your pocket, or very little, like fifty bucks or something. And I want you to live over there for one year, and I want you to have to make make do. You know, I want you to make do, and you have to make your own money, and you have to figure figure things out. And you, I want you to live over there, and uh, and then when you come back, you, whatever you want to do, I'll 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 foot the bill, right? Have you ever heard of such a thing? That that's crazy. So he went over there. He didn't know what he wanted to do. He was just some dumbass rich kid, you know. He went over there, and during that year, he figured out he wanted to be a musician. <laughs> that's where he decided and he was over there like he got involved in that stiff record scene he was involved in that he traveled all over Europe and the, the Far East and all this stuff and he had many adventures as you might imagine and he 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 figured out that he wanted to be a, he wanted to have a life of, as a musician I think he did I think he accomplished that you know but that thing was crazy. That whole story was amazing to me. I can't imagine doing something like that. I can't imagine asking that of your kid. And I can't imagine my parents. If I went over there, I'd probably be, I don't know, be death by misadventure, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. But I don't know. He figured a lot of things out, and he grew up real fast, you know? So anyway. That's what uh, th- th- those are the um, podcasts, the memorable podcasts. I've listened to millions. I've listened. I used to have back when I was in my previous job where I work, where I work now, my at my in my previous position before I got promoted. I had an opportunity to listen to podcasts all throughout the entire shift. You know, so ten hours a day. So I always had I always had a um, earbuds in. And I had an iPod back in those days, and I would just listen to podcast after podcast after I mean, I've listened to thousands and thousands of podcasts, <laughs> you know. And those are the ones right off the top of my head that jumped to my mind. And um, Reply All was one of the best. And it's not on anymore. So I'm going to go back and start listening to those from the beginning. But anyway, we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, if you want two of these... I'm going to do one later in the week. And if you want to hear it, it's easy to do. Head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff K. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation, and you'll get an extra episode every single week. Not every once in a while. Not every month. That's for suckers. Every week. So if you want to do that, if you want to double down on the surf report, do it. Surf Report Pod. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What am I doing? Patreon.com slash Jeff K. Surf Report Pod is the website where you can get expanded show notes, photographs, links to other supporting uh, materials, etc., etc. It's a, it's a value-added service for fans of the podcast. Check that out. SurfReportPod.com. 
And let's see what else. If you want to call in and be a part of a show, that's easy. We got the whole infrastructure set up for you. That's right, infrastructure, infrastructure <laughs> set up for you. That's it. The telephone number, just call in, round the clock, leave a message. It's, a, it's voicemail. The number, 570-290-8151. Again, 570-290-8151. If you didn't get that, it's in the show notes over at surfreportpod.com. <sighs> talking in circles now. I'm stuck in some kind of loop. All right. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will see you soon over on the Patreon side. Until then, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. DVD.